We are live. All right, all right. We are live. Live in a, live and ready to strive. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I can't this is why I can't freestyle rap. Yeah. So, you know, that's it. I'm hey, done. Well, you know, you know your limitations. I might as well just give up now. This is Perry Nice. Perry Nice. Perry Nice is R. dead. Perry Nice is dead. <laughs> Perry Nice is coming. I want to bring him back to life, but um, you know, he's like the last on my list. You yeah, know, you got a long list, bro. Not for yeah, exactly. My list is pretty long. He's last on my list. Uh, not for just because he's the most. Actually, he's last on my list because I've sort of canned this whole idea of having alter egos. Mostly because it's embarrassing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I don't know. Like, uh, I, I, I may, I may, I may, you know, revive that project, but under a different name, and okay. not advertise myself as having like a hip hop slash R and B alter ego. I don't know, but I haven't fi- actually thought of a great name. There, there you go. And but it was taken. Oh, so, what was yeah, it? Yeah, Soul Control. Soul control, all oh, that is pretty cool. Yeah, because then it could be Perry, Perry Nice and Soul Control. I was going to be Perry Nice and Love Junk, but I don't know. Something about Love Junk is sort of like, it makes me think of stuff. So anyway, this is episode 18 yep. of the Get You Some Productions podcast. My name is Keith. My name is Daniel. Hi, Daniel. Hi, Keith. Let's plug. We always plug reverb because we're That's afraid right. it's a reverb. So just go into the podcast description. There's a link probably right at the top. Yep. And if you go to our website, there's links all over the website. You click on those reverb links. Those are affiliate links. You go buy yourself something. Buy yourself some music gear. No additional cost to you. you we get paid you're supporting our podcast. That's yes. the way it works. You go. Yes. You, you just you go. You buy. You go. You buy yourself something nice. <laughs> you know, actually, yep. and so. It's no extra money. <laughs> it's not, it doesn't cost you anything else. It's just, you know, because you did that and click through our link, you know, we get a little cut, but it doesn't cost you any extra. So, mm-hmm. you know. So any personal musical updates this week that you have for me? Yes, and it directly pertains to, like, what we discussed on our last podcast, okay? Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, and there was a lot of troubleshooting with GarageBand. Um, mm-hmm. So I have two things to And did we discuss that? that? What's that? We, we, I, I can't even remember what we're up to, but we, we dis- on the last podcast we discussed that we were going to try to use GarageBand, right? Yeah. yeah. But we and haven't whatever, had a podcast you know, since, right? Yeah, no, we haven't. So that was the last okay, one. Okay, so good. Okay, so you, you go. You know, um, the, whatever technical issues with GarageBand, but, like, I feel like that's, that's an aside. You know what I mean? We just, like, whatever. That's the learning curve. Mm-hmm. But I did buy a new bass recently, uh, a Fender um, Professional, American Professional. Mm-hmm. Love this bass. I haven't gotten a chance to play, like, with a band yet. You know, like, having an mm. instrument up, like, an electric bass like that at volume is, like, a whole other animal. Um, but this is the, really the first time I had plugged it in, you know, had the headset on and got to really hear it up close, like, really isolated. It sounds amazing. So happy with that. Um, 
So when when you say headphones on, did yeah. you pl- you plug it into an amp or you you no, I had to plug it in through GarageBand. Oh. So it was like DI based, super crisp. You know what I mean? These are passive pickups. Right. I was very pleased. That, I don't know how much jazz, ba- how much you fiddled with pickup settings on jazz basses, but mm-hmm. when you want that bridge tone, mm-hmm. uh, you have the balance, and you can turn off the. Uh, and you turn off your neck pickup, and you have it on bridge. And then if you roll off, start rolling off your tone, you get the sweet spot. Um, anyway, this, on uh-huh. a traditional bass, you really have to dial back, um, <coughs> dial back that bridge, uh, neck pickup all the way to get your bridge tone. Uh, on a traditional bass, you said? On a traditional jazz bass setup. You know what I mean? Jazz, jazz yeah. bass. Really, you got to roll. You got to turn off your neck pickup. Uh-huh. With this, you just turned the new circuitry. I see why they said it was updated because it's like traditional, but like a little bit easier. You yeah. just kind of roll back your neck pickup a little bit, boom, you get this awesome bridge, bridge sound. So for, for like an idiot like me, what what is that? What is the what is the jazz bass bridge sound? Is that like a Jocko or something? Jocko. Yeah, really <laughs> uh, mid-driven, punchy. Yeah. Um, anyway. So that was oh, fun. Cool. I got to learn that. And on the flip, that's the positive. On the downside, I realized like having a having a screen open, be it like GarageBand, anything, any electronic device, while I'm playing is really distracting for me. And it's hard. <laughs> it's hard mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. to do. And that's how who I am as a person. So it's just like something I have to overcome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. I'm to work on that. So that's that. That's me this week. Cool. Yeah. I don't have a particular musical update. I'm pretty much always, um, I'm pretty much always like in the same scene right now. Uh, except that I will say, I've been, I've just been practicing to keep my chops up, and I have a practice routine that is built around. And that's why I'm. That's why I'm hoping we can discuss. Um, we can go further into this in this podcast, but I have a practice routine that I've built around these jam tracks that I created. And so my practice routine is I play scales uh, for 10 minutes. Well, this is my, my ideal practice routine is I play scales for 10 minutes. I play chords for 10 minutes. The jam tracks are exactly 10 minutes long. And then I improvise over the jam track for 10 minutes. So I get my scales, individual notes, I get chords, so I'm getting the harmony. And then I improvise, so I'm getting the creativity. Uh, And so that's kind of like my ideal routine. Lately, I have not been doing that. Lately, I've just been sort of taking really quick 10-minute breaks during my workday. Since now that we're quarantined, um, I'm working from home. And so and since I work basically all day, and I'm actually working at night and on the weekends too sometimes, because there's like no, there's no separation. Uh, I'm getting burned out. So actually music is like every hour or two, I'm just going to music so that I could just get out of the zone for a minute so I can come Uh, back fresh. So I'm actually using, so, but, but I've just been playing scales. Um, But what I've been doing was every, like the, the first thing in the morning I play scales, but I play like whole notes, but I pick 16th notes. So I'm, I'm practicing a lot of picking with my right hand, but I'm okay. going slowly through the scale with my left hand. Okay. And like so it. I'm getting like, I'm really warming up slowly. 
Then I do half notes, but I'm still picking 16th notes. So I'm sorry, I'm still, let's say, no, no, I'm sorry. I should say it again. I'm, do, I'm playing at a very slow tempo, as you know, we're, we're about to discuss. I'm playing 55 BPM. So I'm actually playing quarter notes with my left hand. I'm fretting quarter notes, but I'm picking 16th notes. So I'm, I'm, going, I'm warming up my left hand very slowly, but I'm sort of getting my right hand into the groove right away. And I'll oh, do yeah. that for 10 minutes, and then I'll go back to work, and I'll work for another hour or two. But when I need another break, I take another 10-minute break, and then instead of doing quarter notes, I'm doing, half, um, doing eighth notes with my left hand. So I'm, the notes are going by twice as fast, but I'm still picking 16th notes. And then I take another couple of hour break, and then I do 16th notes, like genuine 16th notes. And then I do 30-second notes, and that's about as fast as I can go on 55 BPM. Okay. Uh, but then I always make sure I improvise at the end of the day just because scales are not music, so you have to play some actual music, I guess. <clears throat> right. So I try to, like, play some chords, get a feel for the tonality, and then I improvise a little bit. That's what I've been doing forever. Cool. Um, um, can, I, can I ask a question? Yeah. What's a scale? So that's a different. Uh, so anyway, that's that's what I'm up to. That's what I've been okay. up to for for like months at this point, um, and maybe even years technically. Um, but that's good. That's like changing the oil or maintenance. You know what I mean? Like keeping your muscles going, and mm-hmm. of course you got to play some music too. Exactly. Yeah. So I get in, and actually I will say that I discovered. So I have this Harley Benton guitar. I bought it because I wanted to have, I wanted to buy a really cheap guitar that had a floating tremolo, like a like a Floyd Rose, <clears throat> and it was like a guitar that was three hundred dollars, and a big portion of that cost was shipping. Actually, it's a very right. very cheap guitar. Did I see a review online? Did you make a video? I made that? a video. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I used and I and I always use the humbucker pickups because because I don't like the noisiness of single coils. But, but I actually had a, I had a, I, I finally came to my senses today. Okay, tell me. I started using the single coils, and they sound, single coils sound so much better than humbuckers. Yes. To me. They yes. just Agreed. have this, like, purity. They have, like, the depth of tone that, humbuckers are just like airiness. They have, an <clears throat> they have an airiness to them. They have tone. Yeah. Humbuckers are like coloring with the really thick Crayola markers, you know, and then, and, and single coils are like painting with, you know, a full palette of actual, you know, whatever, you know, like you get all the detail you need. Yeah. And I just keep, so what I think I'm going to do now is just, I'm going to just say to hell with the noisiness. I don't care. I'm going to let my pickups be noisy. I'm going to play with the single coils, and I'm only going to pull in the humbuckers like during a solo when I want to get that extra boost or something or when I want to get yeah. an extra gain. Yeah. I'll just pull them on for that. Because oh, they do yeah. Have a, yeah. I do yeah, find great for high gain. Oh, come on. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. When I use um, – they have this great sound when I use like a Vox modeling amp 
on my um, I have oh, this cheap, I love you know, me some Vox, yeah. Yeah, when you get late the, to the game on that, so I was late to the game on the Vox. Yeah, super. Like it really enhances the mid range, but I just love yeah. that singing quality to the Vox. Oh yeah, agree. So I I yeah. like to just like you know flick it on and just really get like um, like those long notes are just so nice. Oh but yeah, they're not yeah. you know it's like a laser beam. It's not you know. It's not like a, it doesn't have, it's not a sound with a lot of, uh, you know, subtlety in it. It's just like, you know, it just screams. Love it. So that's my, I guess I do have an update in that. I just had that realization that I'm, I'm going to like, I'm going to try to have good tone <laughs> there you a go. little, hey, a little bit. That's like, I got to be honest too. Like that's the joy of like music and uh, instruments and all that, always discovering, you know what I mean? There's always totally. a new realization. And of course, you know, tastes change over time too. So you relearn something, you know, you realize, yeah, you're just always discovering something new. Mm-hmm. So, so fun. So, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And actually, and it's, what's really funny is that I'll even, I'll even go back. I'll even go, I'll like, I'll turn what you said on your head. Yeah. And just say that not only are you discovering new things, but sometimes you get into like a rut with something uh-huh. and, and you can go back to something old and it becomes new again. You know, like that's kind of what I feel like what happened for me because when I was in high school, I only, when I first got my first guitar, it only had these like super uh, like low output um, vintage single coils. Uh-huh. But I loved the tone, but I just had to crank my amp. Um, but the tone was amazing, and I got these tones that were just like, it was like, it was just like a tone that, I, that I've never been able to reproduce ever again back then. There was this amazing tone that my guitar had. But I wanted a Les Paul initially. And... Huh. Uh, yeah, and, and um, my guitar teacher talked me out of the Les Paul because I was so skinny. And he said, dude, you buy this as your first guitar and you, maybe you won't get another guitar for another 10 years. You don't even know. Yeah. And then it'll kill your back. He said, you're just too skinny for a Les Paul. He said, you need a Strat or a Tele at most. So, and I was trying to get a Tele. And... And it, they, the music shop that I kept going to said they kept they said that it was on order, but and they, were, they just kept telling me week after week that it was going to come next week. And <laughs> my mom and I drove there like every week for like a few months, and I just got impatient and bought that green guitar. It's like a GNL Legacy Strat. I just <laughs> bought it. I bought it on an impulse because it was like in the store, and it was. I was just like I wanted um, a Tele, and it just never came. <laughs> So I was like, so that I was eventually, I was just like, I'll just take that one. Thank you. Bye. You know, it's like random, but you know, whatever. That's what happens. Uh, But, but that's, but but I guess what I'm trying to say is that it's not that, you know, single coils are not new to anybody and they're not new to me, but it's like, it took me, I mean, God knows how long for me to come back to it and just be like, why am I dumb? Like, why am I, why have I been, focused on this humbucking sound for so long, you know, probably because I was obsessed with like Led Zeppelin. It was the first band that I really like, like the guitar focused band. Oh, okay, I really yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. 
Sure. You know, and I just wanted the Les Paul, I wanted the humbuckers, but the truth is that they don't sound, they just don't sound as good as single coils in a lot of ways. You know, it's just, I don't know, whatever. So, so I'm coming, I'm basically coming full circle to like 25 years ago. The sound that I always loved was a single coil sound. So I guess that's the point. I, anyway. I think I know why you may have gotten that great tone and what you could, um, I could be wrong just from your little anecdote is that you had the amp turned up really high. I'm assuming mm-hmm. it was a tube amp. Not always. Not, not always. always. Actually, I was very fond of those Roland jazz choruses, by the way, the 100 watt. No, 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 I'm sorry. I think, I'm not sure what wattage they were. No, probably not 100. <laughs> yeah, I think they were <laughs> the ACM 120 is a big one. Or, but, but anyway, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Or they had 80 or 60, too. Yeah. Um, maybe, but um, yeah. it's like the cranked up amp, but with the gain lower on the guitar, creates such cool tones with the uh, mm-hmm. single coil. Um, mm-hmm. my, the guitars my old band would do that. I'm like, how are you getting that? That's amazing. He's mm-hmm. like, look, I just have my volume turned down. If I turn all the way up and then it like got really dirty and mm-hmm. like, driven, and he's just like, he's like, I don't like really turn on and off my game so much as like have my game cranked and then just turn down my guitar. Mm-hmm. And it makes the tubes are like, it sounds like the tubes are having a freaking orgasm the entire time, even, even if he was playing like, like clean tones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, so he's like, it's all about you got to get your drive. You got to be able to turn your drive should clean up. Like you want to be able to clean it up by turning down your game, by turning down mm-hmm. your volume on your guitar. And he's like, watch this. And he like, I had this fuzz pedal, this Eric Johnson fuzz pedal. Mm-hmm. They loved because he's like, watch this. They turned down his game. It was like a clean tone. Yeah, I was like, that's how you use that pedal. He's like, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, well, okay. <laughs> I. I actually I will agree with you because yeah. I did used to ride my volume knob yeah. a lot yeah. a lot more when I first started playing guitar, right? Um, and I don't hardly at all anymore. Now I'm just like turned all the way up. I want the full output. Yeah, all the time. Was a humbucker. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I think you're right. Like, let's talk about off um, topic. Yeah, let's go. On. <laughs> let's talk about uh, our experience with the Garage Band because we had we. We made a decision last week to use it um, to collaborate because the whole idea was that we were coming. This, this is a production company. We, the, our, one of our main focuses, our goals, actually our mission statement specifically begins to create constantly. So we have to create. This is a creative endeavor. We have to create. So the last podcast was like, are coming to Jesus moment. Like, what are we doing here on this podcast? We have to create. So we have to come up with strategies on how we're going to create separately and together. How are we going to collaborate? And so you suggested GarageBand, and then we had we ran into some issues in terms of sharing files. Yep. Uh, do you want to, like, elaborate on it? or? Yeah. I mean, put simply, uh, GarageBand uh, has, like, built-in, you know, buttons for sharing. This is meant for that. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to share our creations as a project, which means you get the multi-track recording and all the settings, and another person can tweak it. Mm-hmm. And it just was not happening when it was crazy. Um, but mm-hmm. then there's another button for sharing as an audio file, which means whatever you've recorded, all the tracks all, you know, smushed down into an audio track. And um, that's easy to share. It's just like literally sending, uh, you know, an MP3 or whatever format. Um, mm-hmm. So. Uh, 
uh, we did get there. But, um, you know, if I had to give a grade on, like, our, our um, you know, collaboration this week, it would have to be a fail. Like, we got no collaborate at all. Yeah, we didn't get any creative ideas from point A to point B or, or, or vice versa. Yes. Um, okay. So we uh, failed. Okay. We failed. <laughs> but, you know, um, I did give you a call and said, I think we should try this approach. You know, right. Uh, right. We never got, we never circled back around to, uh, you know, actually trying that. Mm -hmm. So uh, I also did realize, and that's what I was trying to talk about in the beginning too, like playing bass, um, like without anything to go off of. Like I yes. don't compose, I don't compose whole song. I will, I do sometimes on guitar <laughs> a little bit, like yes. this, but like holding my bass without anything. I was like, mm. I don't know what to do. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I thrive off of working with someone else who's like, I've written a song, and it kind of has a melody like this, and here's some lyrics and, like, some chords that kind of go along. I don't know. And then I'm like, oh, that's awesome. And then I'll, like, you know, start writing off that. So and, I was like, but where's my start point now? I was by myself with my phone. I'm like, I don't know. Does that, does that, that include, does that include, like, the jam, does that include, um, like, the uh uh, drum tracks to like write a bass line to even that I was like okay this is cool and I just kind of improvised but I'm like I don't have any chord I don't have an idea to go off of mm -hmm. like, I'm, not, I'm not writing a song mm -hmm. I like more the arranging or like helping or I don't know like mm -hmm. I always thrive off someone who's writing songs mm. and or at least I don't know it's like this initial seed has to be out there mm -hmm. um Sure. I don't think in melodies or like song concepts so much. Mm. I'm just mm -hmm. practicing. I'm like, is this groove? I'm this groove. I'm like, oh, maybe I could just like record myself improvising and then like go back and clip out pieces. But then I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I was like, Keith, you go first. You send me something. <laughs> what I was thinking. I was like, if I only had a few chords from him or something, right, I could right. respond. And but that's been my work, my process as a bass player. Right, is a accompaniment. You know what I mean? Like right. how I think. That's how I think. That's my. And I'm not saying that's, you know, how it has to be. But that's who I am or have mm -hmm. been. So that was my snag. That was like my little hump. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Sure. Yes. Well, you know, I guess it's no surprise that um, I, I mean, I have some ideas. So I guess what I wanted to talk about. Uh -huh this particular podcast and this actually since we're already basically at 25 minutes this might be too much to this might be too much to even discuss i'd like to devote an entire podcast to it um so maybe we can do that again maybe we can do another one like just like bang out another one in short order not today but like shortly um like quickly because yeah i was thinking i was thinking that I have a lot of ideas, and so I do definitely want to come up with some songs or, like, have new recordings of old songs or finally record songs that, um, that I've written but never recorded. Okay. But I have this, um, I have this idea, like, a, it's, it goes with, like, the, it's, it's a stolen from the Native American concept of use the entire buffalo. Okay. So, basically... What? So I have two. I'm coming at it from two different angles. I started that um, the the lesson website, get you some guitar, and I haven't 
really made a lot of progress in terms of getting lessons up. But part of that process of getting the lessons up is that um, I need to make more recordings of myself demonstrating the, con the, the concepts and, uh, okay. you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So I was thinking that, and since it, and since my jam tracks are also part of the, part of that framework, because people will take the lesson, but they're also expected to, if they want, jam to the jam tracks and practice to the jam tracks, because they're sort of tailor-made for the process. Yeah. I thought, that's why I said, that's why I shot you that email saying, or the text saying, hey, I made this jam track, take a li listen to the bass, because I, I made it with, I made it with a bass, not a bass line, but a bass note. Yeah. So that people could practice scales and have the reference. But I also made one track of just the drums. And what I like about the, the track of just the drums is that, number one, it has a four, a four beat or an eight beat count in, so we don't have to worry about counting in. And it's, it's perfectly metronomic, but the, the, the beat actually changes over time. It gets more and more complicated. So it has some build to it. But us recording to that, us writing something to that bass line, to that drum track, is sort of part of the whole uh, use the whole Buffalo situation because I've already made that and I own that. So we could use that drum track, record ourselves um, making music that demonstrates the, the lesson, I guess, so to speak, like the lesson framework. And then we could, we could say we've made it, but it also becomes like, We've made these recordings that what I envision the recordings to be is just like improvised sort of jam things that demonstrate the concepts of the lessons. But when we put it out there, not only are we putting music out there, but we're putting music out there that is essentially like also an advertisement for the jam track. So it will entice people to go and listen to the, the, the jams that we produce together um, when we post it on social media for instance we could say hey check out these jams we released we released all these jams right mm -hmm. just me and Dan jamming over this drum track by the way you can you can find a friend who's a bass player or a piano player or whatever and jam to it as well and here's the link to that and by the way if you don't have a bass player or a piano player or a drummer or something you can use the full jam track and jam to that Mm -hmm. And so it, get, it starts going round robin, like in a circle, where, because my, my dream sort of is that we have an army of these guitarists, specifically, uh -huh. that are all practicing this lesson framework. And theoretically, they've paid for the lesson, but also they're listening to the jam tracks. And it's all, we're all getting paid on that. <laughs> because every time someone listens to the jam track, I, we get paid. I love it, yeah. So it's sort of like, that's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, well, I sort of got burnt out on these jam tracks a little bit. But then I thought, well, you know, you, you had this idea. See it through. You know? So that's why I sent you those jam tracks. But so my question to you is that if you listen to that, just the drum beat, mm -hmm. think of it sort of like as a sort of like just a jam 
I'll, uh, you know, shut up and play your guitar. You're just, we just pick a key and you improvise, right? But you're, you're picking a key and you're improvising in the key, right? But you are, but you wouldn't have anything else to listen to, unfortunately, necessar- not necessarily except just the, the drum track. That's one option. And I kind of wanted to have it be sort of like just bass and guitar because I like that trio. I like continuing to explore the sound of the trio with no chordal instrument. But if it helps, I could record just chords. I could come up with a chord thing and record that and then send that to you. Yes. What would, you be, know? Great, what would be great is... Um, because it, it doesn't have a creative energy. Like, it's a metronome. It's not even a recording of, like, a drummer playing. Yeah, it's very so, metronomic. So and It's almost like I mean, electronic I music. I will definitely prefer playing bass to a metronome um, or, or some sort of beat, even if it's a metronome or even better, a real drummer, you know? Uh-huh. Um, either one. I almost always practice with a metronome or a drum beat or a drum loop on. Yes. Um. I spent a little time playing free, but, you know, I've done enough of that. Right. I've found that it really helps when I play live, too. Like, having spent hours just, like, playing against, like, a electronic beat, that I have, like, mm-hmm. an internal – I have an internal clock. Mm-hmm. Sure. Very helpful. Um, but what would be super helpful is you, you could do chords, you know what I mean? But you could take it a step further if you had a riff that just had its own little groove or bounce to it. With that yes. sort of like human feel to it, like just a really like I'm just jamming, you know what I mean, and like come up with like a riff that's maybe eight bars, you know, or mm-hmm. more or less repeating, yeah, but not not super like locked, whatever, you know. Yes, that then I would just like oh okay, and then then I would be able to improvise with that. Okay, you need some some so, pitch structure behind there, or whatever your syncopations are, whatever your scale is, whatever your chord mm-hmm. is. I would be I'd be on that. I can try that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and just make it so, you know, or you can send yeah. a few. You can send a few. It'd be like, did this, did that, boom. There we go. And then, you know, um, you don't have to play this. I don't know. I, we should be able to loop it, though. I, you know what I mean? Like, you shouldn't have to sit down and force yourself to play the same riff, eight-bar riff, for 10 minutes straight. I'm well, sorry. That, that is soul-sucking. You know what I mean? <laughs> you not, necessarily, not necessarily because you'll, you know, you'll change it a little bit over time. I don't know. Let me, let me, you, you've given me my assignment. Let me just mess with it. Cause you're right. I could do it, but I could also just, you know, do something. I could also just like have a riff, but improvise the riff, you know, something like that. So, or I could just sit and improvise in the key and give you just like, and give you just the, just have me and me and a drum, you know, we could even try that because there've been, there've been, you know, duos that are just drums and a, a, a melodic non-chordal instrument. Yeah. Like no reference, you know, just, but, and sometimes they work, you know. Oh, I mean, that's the, probably the takeaway, a, look, the takeaway is um, yeah. you go first. You go first. Okay. <laughs> I'm the best player. You go first. That's fine. Hear, like that's your little landscape, and then, and then I, I never have a problem responding to stuff you do. Okay. Let's, <laughs> that's, that's my assignment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, cool. I, we've been on, this is like a half hour, so I think we should yep. cut it because, you know, I think that's probably the maximum length people will listen to, uh, probably. <laughs> so, 
uh, under the outro. Please like and subscribe and leave a rating and review if you're so inclined. But the po- way these podcasts work is that um, you have to download them, and then we get download stats, and we move up the ranking, and that's how we get more listeners. We might be able to get, if we get enough listeners, we might be able to get some really good guests. That's way, way down the line. We don't know uh, mm-hmm. what will happen. You know, this is just the beginning, but um, but liking and subscribing on your favorite podcast app is like a massive, massive thing you can do for us. Uh, and please share with others. If you think someone would benefit from it or like it, uh, just you know, click share, send them a text or email, done. And most importantly, get out there. This, is, this podcast is meant to, I guess, show you what we're doing. And you can see we're just making up it as we go along. But it's within your capabilities as well. If you're sitting around thinking, what can I do? I can't do anything. You can do something. And it's important for us all to get out there and just be creative and keep uh, putting out into the world this art form that, uh, you know, defines who we are as humans. You know, this is like important. This is art is important. Music is important. So get out there and make some and keep making it. And eventually, you never know. You might, you know, you might become, you might write the next yesterday or something. I don't know. <laughs> you, don't, you don't know what's going to happen. Just, you know, get out there and do it. So, what do you think? You good? I'm good. I couldn't cool. have said it for myself, man. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, I've been Keith. Uh, and I have been, and still I'm Dan. Nice. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you in a few weeks. Later. See ya.